Well, good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. You can join us at the store at 3000 West Springfield in uh, Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan, or phone in at 356-9397, or even text us your questions or comments at 351-5357. And standing by here to answer your questions, we have Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. And then you said Steve is on a buying trip. Yeah, lucky him. Yeah, and uh, John is on vacation. I know. Good for him. No kidding. He deserves it. Yes. He works hard around here. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it shows because everything is so beautiful around here. Well, I was uh, glancing around the store and I noticed then you don't even, I mean, I'm expecting things to fly off the shelves and not see any plants, but you still are getting annuals in. We are. We have some nice fresh color. Not a lot of it, but there's a little bit of color that just came in this week. You know those... I, everybody has them. We all have them. In fact, I just spent my day off pulling up annuals that were not performing well at all. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you too. I did that. I've yeah. heard that story probably 10 times yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, here's the opportunity to buy, you know, a little bit of color to put in those pots to keep it going until the end of August when we start getting the mums and all that fall color stuff, which okay. is right around the corner. Honestly, next week's August. I can't believe next that. Next week is August. Already. That just, I just... I just can hardly get my head around that. But anyway, yes. yeah, there's a little bit of color and there's a, beyond the annuals, there's, wow, there's so many perennials on sale and shrubs on sale and trees on sale. Yes. I, we still have a lot of merchandise that is re- fabulous time to get them because mm-hmm. they are on sale. And you know what's interesting is uh, I I glance around when I'm in another store uh-huh. and, and take a look at their plants and they're so incredibly stressed because yes. they haven't been attended to yes. throughout the, this whole summer. Yes. Not the case here. I tell you what, we have a crew that just picks over these plants. They just, it's like little little baby chickens, you know, you just, <laughs> you just take care of them. <laughs> so. like, I guess so. It's like, almost like a adopt a highway program. Yeah, that's it. Each, you got each it. Each employee like, adopts a, an island of plants yeah, to, it's to cool. care for. You know what else we you got in this that. week were um, air plants, Tillandsia. Right behind you, um, a whole big rack of them. Yes, um, we, we just we sell those things so fast, and they're so much fun. Even the little pumpkins with I a, a Tillandsia on the top of Isn't that cute? It is really cute. Yeah. It's only six ninety nine. I know. It's a, a little jack-o'-lantern holder, planter, uh-huh. and, and then uh, and then the air plant sprouting out the top like he's got this funky hairdo. Yeah. I love cool. that. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Perfect for like a desk. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you said it's an air plant, so you don't yeah. have to worry about watering? Well, you do mist them. They do need moisture, so okay. um, they need misting. And sometimes it's suggested that you um, um, immerse them in water for maybe 20 minutes a week or something like that. You know, not very much, but th- they take a lot less care than most houseplants. So, and they're so rewarding. They're just so much fun. They and are. boy, yeah. what a selection. I mean, we have some that are that are eight or ten inches tall, some that are even less than an inch, just on and on and on. Fun stuff. <laughs> yes. And well and, and all the different planters too, not just the jack o' lanterns, but yeah. you have some here that look like a, a little uh cut log or piece of wood. Yeah. Uh with some moss coming out of it. Yep. And then um and then what did I also see? Oh, the seashells. 
see the seashells? See the seashells? Yeah. She sells them down by the seashore. (laughs) (laughs) Had to be said. Yes, I know. It's just one of those days. I've had a couple of days like that this week. Anyway, um, yeah, the ones that you can sit on a table or or a desk or a a shelf or something. But there's also the shelves that you can hang. It kind of looks like an octopus. Right. The the Tillandsia is hanging down out of the bottom of it. So those are kind of cool. That sounds very cool. Yeah, yes. Cool. All right. Three five six nine three nine seven. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. So I was showing you a photo before, right before the show started, yeah. of my sweetheart roses. That's so cool. They are in full bloom. They're the tiniest little things. Uh, Miniature roses. Yes. Yeah. Ma- th- thank you, because yeah. I was calling them mini roses, and then what? my husband is like, well, they're sweetheart roses. Well, says, oh, okay. Same thing. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but I'm impressed at how long they have lasted. That is incredible. Do you remember the caller? Um, oh, it's probably been over a year now, but a gentleman who had purchased one um, 20 years ago, and it was still going like crazy. Really? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, one. I do, because it was so amazing, because I always think of those roses as being not very long-lived, but was I wrong, or what? Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, you said yours are two and three years old? They are, yes, at least two and three years old. They could be three and four years old. Now, I'm trying to think. Okay, it was after we got married and before we moved and yada, yada. So, so. you've forgotten your birthday. But they're like your kids' yeah, birthdays. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, they're beautiful and red and, uh, and blooming right now. And uh, I've tried to be really good about feeding them. What are you feeding them? Regularly. Just like the miracle Grow. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, uh-huh. Flower food. Uh-huh. Nothing special for roses or anything, but perhaps I should be. What do you think? Well, there are uh, prepared fertilizers that are specifically for flowering plants. Um, I always like to use something a little more gentle, um, especially this time of year when it's so Well, we have been Normally really so hot. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm sorry, but today was just stunning. Oh, it's fabulous. It's only supposed <laughs> to be up to 77 today. I know. Who knew? It's a day to be in the yard. Here it is, the end of July, when we should be just like sweltering yeah we're not so i'm not complaining nobody everybody i'm not complaining yes we're all knocking on wood (laughs) no kidding (laughs) anyway i I like to use something a little more gentle so i use uh, compost or composted cow manure mushroom compost something like that and just top dress around the plant um in the root zone and if you if i can work it into the soil that's good pull the mulch up over it and that's just a gentle fertilizer it improves the soil and is a, a a gentle fertilizer for the plant Thank you for reminding me of that. You know, I do that to my tree peonies in the spring, and I think it makes a huge difference. Really? Yeah, I do. I could understand that. And roses, um, I've started doing that. Anything that's gone through stress. I have one plant that um, is really stressed out, and, and that's something I'm gonna I'm doing for it. Um, maybe once a month is what I plan to do for the plant that's in stress. Once a month you add more compost. compost yeah. Okay, so, to the root. Yeah. To the root area. zone. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I didn't even think of doing it that often. But I forget about that, the, the gentle feeding, yeah. uh, so to speak. And improving the soil. It just, you know, you can't go wrong. Right. But, you know, this time of year is kind of a difficult time. I, I have people ask this all the time. When's the right time to plant? Well, you know, if you're buying something in a container, if you're buying a tree and shrub that's already out of the ground, you don't want to harvest a tree. You don't want to dig it now. But if it's already out of the ground, either bald and burlapped or in a pot, 
in any time is okay to plant. But in the summertime, remember that plants are going through a lot more stress because of the heat and, and usually less moisture, less rain. Um, so you just need to be able to keep up with that part of, of the planting process, the, the watering. Right. So it's really okay any time, but just be sure that you're not going to go on vacation a week after you've planted it. Or if you are, make sure that you have somebody Come who over. is going Ab to... Absolutely. Take, take care of it. Yes. Get yeah. very good attention. It's... it's, it's an okay time to plant. Absolutely not bad, but just be be sure you're keeping up with that water. Okay. So, what about uh, starting to clean up the garden? Because you know, like my iris are are over blooming. They're they're done with blooming. I was going to say over blooming. Are they blooming too much or what? Yeah. What's, what's the problem here? <laughs> yeah, I didn't okay. really describe that very well. Go ahead. They're done blooming. They were in the spring, uh -huh. and uh, and now. Um, they're just really long and they're saggy all over the lawn. And, my, you know, I really kind of want to just take a, you know, just give them a good haircut with yeah, the yeah. weed whacker yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the weed whacker. Yeah. Boy, you're really into it, aren't you? Yeah, well, it's <laughs> Mow those like peonies down, right? Most efficient. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, I still please. have to deadhead my peonies. I'm oh, really bad at that. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Ee. I'm sorry. Um, Iris, that's an interesting uh thing a lot of things are finished uh, i have daylilies i just in fact a couple of days ago i was cutting uh spent flower scapes the entire scape out of daylilies because uh, there's no more buds on them um not, there's nothing going to happen to them except they're going to dry up and just be these dead sticks in the in the daylily clump so i was cutting those out you can do those to iris you know cut out the 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 flower scapes um that have no more buds on them okay um if you have leaves that are deteriorating or um, not looking so nice or like you said flopping over how dare they well, um, <laughs> they just don't look pretty and I want them to look pretty <laughs> yeah just trim them absolutely okay good but you know what if if you need to this it, this is a question I get often also about when to um, transplant iris and yes you know I I I think back to the times when I, I was first in horticulture and, and um, the nursery that I worked at had um, three acres of German bearded iris. Oh, wow. And we always did our propagation uh, right after they finished flowering. Oh. So, you know, they're all done. Um, they get dug up, um, divided like you need. And then the tops, the leaves cut back. When I don't I think this is just like poetic license or something. Um, it was cut to a fan shape. A pointed fan shape, which okay. was which was kind of neat looking, but they grow so fast that you know in in weeks you couldn't even tell you'd cut them okay. practically. So and it gives them plenty of time to get their roots established and uh, get energy back into the plant. So, but really, so you're talking about doing that like in May or June? No, I'm to actually, think when the iris bloom. I, iris typically bloom at the beginning of summer. So um, usually at the end of June. They're, they're, they are finished. Okay. So July would be spent uh, digging up uh, this three acres. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my That goodness. was beautiful. Uh, it, it, and propagating, like dividing them. Yeah. 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 It's pretty labor intensive. So then how, describe how, I mean, what should we look for? It, is it too late then, would you say? Oh, no. Now that we're into August. No, no, no. Just about. No. Okay, good. Because next week's August. Oh, my. I just, every time I say that, I think it can't be. I know. Be. <laughs> Already? I know. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's this. It's a fine time to do it. Because we, def yes, we definitely need to, to just thin it out and uh, get, 
because the iris has spread out yeah, so they do spread. much. And, you know, a lot of times iris beds have a, an area where actually it's where the mother plant was and they just kind of keep spreading out. So there's kind of a bare place in the middle of your iris bed. Yes, I know it's like in a circle. Yeah, like there's like a yeah. the center you know, hole. <laughs> ornam- ornaments in that too. Uh, it's interesting. It just gets to a point where you need to uh, revive it. You know, just uh, freshen it up. So digging them up and and cutting off anything that does isn't viable. And you can see there won't be roots on. It'll be a long connection between where the mother plant was and where the new corm is and you can cut that off trim it up uh, uh, clean up anything that's looks wrong with it you know the if there's anything uh, rotted places in it or anything and and put it back in the soil all right great and really you're just kind of looking for the the root bulb yeah okay it's the bulb you're really mainly after yep interesting yep Three five six nine three nine seven. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. So, what have you been doing in your garden this week? Water, water, water. You know, yeah. I, this spring I put in. I, I I know I've told everybody, but I put in a lot of trees and not a lot of trees, but a lot of shrubs and a few trees. Oh, because you I have lost some big trees. You lost yeah. it. Yes, and Several. you've been converting from yeah. a shade garden to a sun, sun garden. garden. It's been a challenge. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I've been shade gardening for so many years. Anyway, like I just said a few minutes ago, water, water, water. So it's so important to keep your plants, your newly planted plants especially, hydrated. Um, And if you've planted evergreens, they need to have plenty of moisture in them. I know it's hard to think winter right now, but um, keeping moisture up in the plant and making sure that happens all the way through the end of the year. The end of the year. Right. That's going to be like, you know, moments away looking at my watch. (laughs) As I glance around and see (laughs) jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Isn't that that crazy color? Anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, the evergreens need to have moisture up in. And that's what protects them from the winter winds around here is having moisture up up in the plant itself. So, you know, arborvitae, junipers, anything, any evergreen, actually, pines, spruces, uh, just need to have that moisture worked up into the plants and ready for winter can't believe i'm saying those words i know and <laughs> but and but the point is you don't think we've had enough rain to uh, well really... you know typically summers are a little more dry around here than than the rest than spring and fall so um yeah we we could use some rain right now so yes if you haven't been watering you probably should okay Especially if you have new plants in the ground. And then the other thing I've been doing is clean up, for heaven's sakes. Like I just said, I've been pulling annuals out that just did not perform. And I've heard this. You know, we we talk about the questions we've had during the week. I had that question a number of times. My fill-in-the-blank isn't blooming and hasn't bloomed. And we're talking about annuals. And I'm thinking, I have that same problem. Well, I'm this year I'm going to lay it on on the weather. It may have been just my bad gardening, but I'm going to say it was the weather. Because I planted in May, and it was really hot and stayed hot. Yes. And I'm That's I'm right. just thinking it really had an effect on, on the annuals. But I've, I've had so many people tell me their annuals just didn't do anything this year. Because they they were so stressed out yeah. in the beginning of summer yeah. because of the heat. Yeah. That makes sense. Even I talked nice to them and everything. I watered them a lot. But yeah. no. Right. <laughs> But no. <laughs> yes. I, well, it's funny because I found myself doing the exact same thing this week Did with the, uh, the planter at the News Gazette building downtown. Oh, yeah? Because I, we had planted some vinca and verbena and some rose moss. Neat. Vinca, 
blooming fabulously. Awesome. The rose moss loved it when the sun was hitting them. Oh. And then once, once you know, the latter part of the day, it would get more shade, then uh-huh. it would kind of fade. Yeah, yeah. Their blooms. But uh-huh. they were, they're fun. I love yes, the they rose are. moss. Yeah, they are. The verbena, on the other hand. Not so much. Not so much. Okay. Just wasn't really happy there at all. Yeah. So, yeah, just this past week, I ended up digging up the verbena and just and just potting them in a yeah. separate container. And then oh, that was nice. I added more. Well, because I can't just kill a plant. You can't just throw it away. No, <laughs> it's a living thing. Yeah, really. That's. <laughs> we all go through that. But once you're in horticulture, in fact, I remember oh, some of my early days, and I just couldn't throw anything away. I'd always be taking them home, trying to survive and get them resurrected, and. It's like I had this huge pile of, of dead pots because it just didn't work. I understand but that. I just couldn't bring myself to throw it away until I had another nursery person tell me uh, a good nursery person is noted by the, the size of their uh, compost pile. Oh. Got to know when to throw things away. Interesting. But, of course, that's in business. You know, that's something, you know, you can't, you mm-hmm. can't dedicate space to plants that are just marginal. Right. Okay. In business, but and, and homeowners, that's different. I'm sorry, I just can't. I gave I gave those annuals a long chance. So by God, I believe you. <laughs> I really do believe you. And, and gosh, you know, if an expert is saying, "Okay, they're done with," then <laughs> chuck it. Well, it took me a long time to say that. <laughs> it, I understand that. And, well, and even even still, occasionally I'm able to do it, and my husband will be like, "What? What? It's it, it's." You just planted that. It's not dead. <laughs> it's only yellow. I'm like, oh, it's yellow, not green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, you know, the other thing I'm doing in my garden is um, already, it's just July. Well, almost August. Oh, my God. Right. Anyway, um, I'm I'm rethinking what I planted. Really? Like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take that and move it over there. As far as perennials are concerned? Some of the shrubs I planted. Oh. So, you know, I did, apparently I didn't think about it long enough, or I I, I don't remember ever being so, um, boy, that was the wrong place, you know, that kind of thing. I don't remember huh. saying that before, but I'm being very careful now. Well, and I'm sure it, it, you suggested to me when we first moved into our house just to take in the garden and see what the light levels yeah. are like and whatnot. And I'll bet it's a it's a new learning experience for you having to figure out what with the trees gone. Yeah, it uh, is. Where the sunlight is now going to be That's hitting. exactly right. Yeah, and I always tell people that who've just moved into a house. I know everybody wants a garden right now, especially when you're used to having a garden. But you get a, a house that you, you've not lived in or haven't been able to frequent. And... And the patterns, the sun patterns are all different. And you need to know water flow because there will be rains that, that flow through your yard. You know, you need to know that kind of thing. You need to know spots that um, retain moisture, spots that dry out quickly. And you, Oh, you, yes, you, what's yeah. going to be hit by the wind yeah, more. It, uh, the wind, the wind patterns, all that kind of stuff. So it's really important not to just jump into um, planting things immediately. I mean, you got to have annuals. you got to have that color. Yes. So you got to do that. When you first move in, but or, or even containers, that's cool too because you can move those around where you need them. That's what I've stuck to so far. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you just kind of watch, and um, I, I the, interesting. I a couple of weeks ago, I had a couple come in with uh, um, their garden plan. Somebody had had done a garden plan for them, and these people had meticulous, meticulously timed the light exposure. 
Really? Oh my gosh, I've never area? seen anything. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It was fabulous. It's like you knew exactly how much light that that plant was a plant was going to get in that particular place in the garden. So it it took them it took them a whole year, obviously. But yeah, isn't that cool? That's very cool. That's, I'm wondering what kind of instruments they use. Dedication. I know there's light meters available, certainly. I mean, photographers, oh, okay. you know, light meters. There's light meters that you can use in this kind of an application, too. But I thought that was really cool. I mean, talk about being careful. That's awesome. Yeah, diligence. Uh-huh. That's exactly. impressive. Exactly. I know. Seriously. And so the plant itself, was it like different colors and meticulously oh, yeah, the plant. laid yeah. out? Uh-huh. Yeah. I can only imagine. Exactly. And then a balance of perennials and annuals. That's important, yes. right? Yes, and trees and shrubs, the whole nine yards, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to have that texture. You need to, um, in, in landscape design, it's called CUG, the ceiling, uh, the understory, and the ground, C-U-G. Oh. Or like in a home, the you have the ceiling, ceiling, you have the walls, and you have the floor. So you're, you're decorating at each level. And it's the same concept in the garden. Okay. Cug, I've never heard that one before. The ceiling, the under story, story, uh-huh. under story, and, and the ground, the ground uh-huh. covering. So the levels, the levels of of design, yeah. But that it's the same. Design is design. It's the same principle indoors as it is outdoors. Yeah. So it's okay. fun stuff. Neat. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. You can call in with your questions or comments at 356-9397 or send it through our text line at 351-5357. What, what have you been doing in your garden? Um, honestly, <laughs> my husband has been very good about, uh, we're still burning brush, Oh, that yeah, that's that, right. Yeah. That you cleared out. Yes. Right, right. They didn't, yeah. Uh, and then um, I've done some weeding, and mostly we're planning, kind of planning on where we would want to, uh, uh, we're pulling out a rock garden in uh-huh. the front of our house. Oh. And so we're trying to figure out, okay, what will we put there? And yeah. then, then we kind of want, not a fence, but a border uh, pri- uh, to give us a little bit of privacy, just to, uh, just to kind of from the neighbors suggest, yes, a barrier. Yeah. Because it's nice that there really are not a lot of fences nice. in my neighborhood. Yes, it is nice because you look across and you just see in the backyards you just see a big, huge looks, field of grass. Yeah, it looks like a big garden, it, one big garden. It really does. <laughs> That's cool. very nice. That's neat. Yes, and uh, and animals have been very good about staying in their own, you know, cool. uh, their own. Yards. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it really discourages me from even wanting to put up a fence, but we do want some kind of privacy. Sure. So, yeah. I'm trying, and so I'm, I can't even ask you for suggestions yet because I haven't figured out the light levels. Oh, listen to you. Yeah, well, cool. now that I'm taking in everything I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. I, I know these are like infamous words. It just takes time. But, yeah, it does. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just depends yeah, it on just how depends. much time you have to work on that. And <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah there's, those, that's a consideration also because not everybody wants to spend a lot of time doing the maintenance of a garden. And gardens are always maintenance. I don't care if it's a low-maintenance low garden. There's still maintenance. Yes, I'm learning yeah. that. You were talking Talking about weeding, you know, this is the time when uh, summer uh, weeds, annuals come out. Uh, you, you start seeing little vines start shooting up into your, they, they love to grow under uh, evergreens so that they can climb up into the evergreens and you can't see them. Oh. Look clever. They're clever. 
Okay. All sorts of weeds start springing up. That explains, up uh, yeah, why I found so many around my pine. Yeah. They just, they, they actually grow everywhere. I don't think they're really that clever, but I, I like to give them a little bit of credit. But Weeds are just, speaking of diligence, they're diligent. Oh, yeah, persistent. But, you know, um, every plant's a weed in the wrong place. So I love that. That's great. Do you like it? No? Okay, then it's a weed. It's a weed. <laughs> That's great. What is a weed? Anything you don't like. Yep. That's great. Three five six nine three nine seven. So I was wondering, uh, you you kind of mentioned when people came in this week, they were talking a lot about annuals that weren't blooming. Yeah. W- would you say that that was the most asked question? No, or? actually it wasn't. Okay, um, just a was? few, and I really resonated with it because I'm going through it myself. But mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of questions about um, Japanese beetles still. Oh. Um, I think they're on the decline. I think they're getting ready to do their hibernation, but... Um, and bagworms still. So people are still seeing damage from both of those things. And it's it's something you have to keep up on or the populations just get really, really big. So what is it that you suggest real quick again? Well, BT uh, for the bagworms, uh, the bacillus. Um, BT is a bacillus, type of insecticide? or it, it, it's Yes, it is. It's, it's a natural product. And... It's what, what you can use on bagworms. It's a little late to be uh, using it for bagworms, but it's it's still s- somewhat effective. And again, just cutting the populations back some is probably the best you can do now. You know, for bagworms, the really best thing to do right now is just hand removing them, just picking them, and putting them into a, a sealed baggie and getting rid of them. Uh, huh. Yeah, they're, they're real pernicious. So it's kind of a... Um, <laughs> Dare I say icky thing? <laughs> well, I guess. Okay, just, I'll say icky. You know, it's nature. Yeah, <laughs> right? it is. Right. I, I, I need to remember that. So what are you looking for in order to find what to pick off? The Well, the bagworms. The bag itself? Yeah, the bag or? itself, yeah. Uh, because that's where the critters are. They're inside their bags. That's why it's so difficult to um, actually kill them now. But the BT is probably one of the better uh, products for it. Um, but picking them is sometimes arduous you know you give you have a 15 foot tall tree how do you get up in the top of it yes well if you don't get all the bags you're not being effective so it, it's it's just kind of a struggle and then now bt if you had any on uh, any kind of like vegetable or something edible that you were growing would you would you think that would still be safe or would you recommend another well i i actually haven't read the label for um the effect whether it's listed for vegetables or not and i just don't remember so that that's my short answer but it's always important to read the label i know some people just want to just say how do you use it and and run but it's really important to read the labels of any anything that you're purchasing like that to use on your crops especially if it's in a vegetable garden it's just really important but um i I could go. I could go run and get a container for you and read it to you if you. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, I don't think be able, I'd be able to hold uh, the audience that long while you went. It's only going to take a minute. So, but, at any but rate, it's, it's good important. to be reminded to read the label. Oh yeah, it That's really just is. That's so true. It is because maybe I rem- am remembering wrong. Maybe you shouldn't rely on me. You know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that you shouldn't just say how do you use it and then walk out. But. Um, you really do need to read labels on, on anything that you're using, any product that you're using like that. So those companies go to a lot of trouble to put the correct instructions on it. So. Good point. 
and and I I, I was a subject to that even just this year I wasn't thinking Uh-oh. and uh, I had you know an insecticide that you just kind of sprinkled on top of the dirt and okay. it told you you know the measurements and whatnot and so I'm using that and I, <laughs> of course I pull it out and, and I'm getting ready to do I have all flowers plants except one pepper plant oh and so then I turn you know to like the phone rings and I turn and I take a phone call and when I come back to it I'm not thinking uh, you know my my mind's off track and Uh I just go ahead and I scoop that and I do the insecticide in the pepper plant first I'm like oh Oh, what did I just do? So, so if, if it was on top of the soil, it was probably systemic, and and yes. that's that's what you want to be careful of on on edible products, particularly is the systemic because it actually goes into the plant. Other things that you're you're spraying on top of the plant are usually contact, and, oh, and so it, it it washes off. Okay, but the systemic doesn't wash off; it goes right. up into the plant. So you would uh, ostensibly be eating that if you consume the fruit that you'd use that systemic on. Okay. So. so what I did was, though, yes. after I realized what I'd done, I uh, I pulled it out and I tried to wash off the root system some, <laughs> and then I just I just planted it in fresh soil, fresh potting soil uh-huh. in the pot. But I yeah, I'm still kind of left wondering. Should if I it or grows a I? pepper, should I have that or not? Well, if you did it right away, it's, it's probably. I did do it right away. It it probably didn't have time to even. Realize what you'd done to it, let alone absorb any of the chemicals. Okay, good. (laughs) Probably. Good, good. Well, I think, you know, replanting it right at that point anyway kind of stressed it. Oh, sure. And I don't know if I'm going to see any peppers there. It probably stressed uh, it a lot, but that's okay. But I can't kill it, so I'm just going to keep watering it. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we are. That's how gardeners are. That's That's right. That's what we do. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you, we... uh, we were gifted a bunch of sweet corn this week. Ooh. Yes, from uh Not to me. Jim Lewis <laughs> at work, a friend of his, like uh leases out some land to the U of I so oh. that they can uh grow some test crops. Uh-huh. And then they would come out and they take their samples of what they need in order to do their research and then they say Okay, you can have the rest. Oh, wow. And so this friend calls up all of his friends, which included cool. Jim, and said, hey, y'all want some sweet corn? Come on out and bring some bushels. That's you know. awesome. It was, have yeah. Have you had some so, of it yet? No, I just got mine last night. Oh, I? I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably, yeah, tonight for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was very interested to learn. He said, Jim said, so, you know, my son and I went out and, Max didn't know really to, what to look for, and so he kind of pulled a few ears of field corn, and not sweet corn. And he said, "So you might have, you might find one in there." And he he told me now the field corn is going to be completely yellow, and it's it's larger, longer, and a bit fatter. Usually, okay. And then uh, the sweet corn, that the good edible stuff for people, um, has multicolored corn, like the white. Sure. White and yellow. Well, and not all of it does, but some of it does, certainly. And that uh, maybe that was just what they'd planted, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That could be. Yeah, yeah. right. The variety awesome. that they planted. That's so cool, though. That's a nice one. That's a nice thing to do. It is. And, it, well, it's, and it's amazing to think that the sweet corn is already ready. But I oh, guess. Yeah. I mean, because the festival in Urbana doesn't come up until like the last weekend of August and I that's think. three weeks away right oh yeah <laughs> seriously okay. I know here we both are August <laughs> still Already. I just can't get over that yeah I can't either I know 
I know. It, you know, it, it's the whole summer is like that for me this year. It's just like it was so all of a sudden and so. Um, yes, we had a very long spring. Well, it wasn't really it spring. Kind of went into. <laughs> Well, it was, yeah, a very a late winter, I guess. Re- remember we had we snow on tax day, April 15th? I remember like the first two or three weekends of April we had snow. Yep. And then so I don't, it was not very long after that. It was in the 90s. Yes. The spring lasted enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I That's don't know. That's a good know. way of putting it. I don't know. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> three, five, six, nine, three, nine, seven. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Or you can text us at three, five, one, five, three, five, seven. Yes. I noticed that you have your patio furniture on sale. I just love that blue-gray set. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. I'm not a, I, I know everybody knows I'm not a blue person, but I, I really do like that. Yes. It, it, uh, it's just gorgeous. It's like that beachy look. Yeah, that's Cape a good word. I, yeah, I didn't think that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, but it's made of that recycled material. Isn't that awesome? I actually have so, some of that. I've had it for a couple of years. Well, several years. I bought it from Patrick when he was here. Um, uh, it is just really, really tough stuff. And I, I, I had lighter weight furniture on on my da- on my patio, and I have a pond. And a number of times I've had to pull that furniture out of the pond in some <laughs> of the winds we have. I know, the fish didn't appreciate it at all. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> What's this lawn chair doing in but, my pond? But this, but this recycled material, it does. It's heavy enough that it stays in place. It's it's not so heavy you can't move it around. I, so don't get me right. wrong there. But and man, it just takes anything. I I've That's never great. had a problem cleaning it. You have it. grandkids. I have eight grandkids. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, we use we use our outdoor space and. It's just been tough. I mean, it just really resists everything. It doesn't fade. It doesn't stain. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, fading. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't fade. Good. Doesn't stain. Fabulous. And it's like 40, 40 or 50% off right now. I, I'm not sure about the sale. percentages. I haven't walked back there in a couple of days. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of the furniture is on sale. And there's still a nice selection. And when it's on sale, it's the time to stock up. Yes. If you've been thinking about you know, re- getting some furniture for your backyard, now's the time to do it. Yes. Absolutely. And I want to mention that you guys got a bunch of fairy garden items in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it really is. It's so cool. you got to be in 7th Heaven. If you, I, well, you know, that's exactly where I, as soon as I walked in the door and I saw all of those bins filled, I'm like, <gasps> okay, i got to see <laughs> what's here that I don't have yet. <laughs> well, even better, we got a selection of fairy garden plants in also. Oh. So, you know, we've got the whole nine yards here ready for you to. Do your thing. Oh, fabulous. Yep. Absolutely. And that's, I got to tell you, when my grandkids come over, boys as well as girls, Uh they love the fairy gardens. That's awesome. That is such a cool way to introduce kids to the world of gardening, that things just don't fall out of the sky, that um, plants aren't always at the store, food particularly. It's it's hard to incorporate food into your fairy garden thing, but I'm sure there's people that do it. Um, You know, you just... It's just a, such a fun way to, to introduce them into that. Yes. 
I agree. Plus the bonding you get between them. It's, you and the, the that's a, that's yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Yes. And and what's been fun is uh, with uh, with the granddaughter Stinkerbell. She has her prairie, her fairy garden set up, you know, outdoors, just outside the front door, and she'll we'll come in here together and we'll pick out plants and and uh, she she may want a plant that won't be quite right for for the conditions because it gets a lot of shade uh-huh. where it is by the front door. Lucky, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but if she wants if she wants a plant that's full sun, you know, then. Uh, we go back and forth. I'm yep. like, I don't think it's going to do very well. Yep. Good for but you. if she really wants it, then we go ahead and get it because it's only like $2, 2 or and $3 the, and here. Then you find the right place. Yeah. Well, yeah. and she can see what happens when oh, that too. it doesn't exactly. get enough light. Exactly. Or, or, you know, some of the plants that we got alongside it yep. are, you know, blooming and doing well. And, and that one isn't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, that's why. She's learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from the Oh, that's how, that's how we do it, you know, where we just trial and error. Yes, that's true. And and as soon as they come in the door, they're, they come in and say, um, they say, can I water your fairy garden? Oh, God. That's they great. all want the watering cans. I, I had a, a, a granddaughter visiting from Denver last week, and she was so good at, watering all of my pots oh, oh my gosh wonderful. It, it, it probably took her two hours but you know because I have a lot of pots yes. <laughs> but she just was thrilled walking around and just, just I gotta water this one grandma like, oh, don't go over there but she'd sit out in the back with me and and we'd talk about plants it's like where'd this person come from it's like so cool to have a a, a child that's so interested yes it's really neat it really is yeah. you're right it's so fun to see that their little eyes light up and oh they're my so gosh, interested yeah. oh my in gosh it. yeah and water lilies i have water lilies in the pond and they close up every night the tropicals and and the perennials both okay. and kind of uh, like oxalis um yeah she would go out every morning and watch them open. I mean, that takes patience. Wow. Because it, it takes them a while to open. But she'd just say, look, Grandma, I see color. That's adorable. <laughs> Isn't that neat? How old is she? Eight. Nine. I'm sorry. Nine. Wow. Nine. Yeah. That's that's really good. So yeah. do you think she's going to end up being a gardener? No. <laughs> what makes you say that? Um, I think she has a lot of other interests, like, oh, like okay. kids do now. You know, there's so many other things going on, and you know, not to say that later in life that won't be uh, of a great interest, but mm-hmm. like, like um, a, a lot of young people, you know, it's the, they get out of high school, and there's, you know, gardening isn't their first thought. Um, but I've met a few kids like that, absolutely, but not too many, and then. You Not know, you gardening, get, you, but yeah, signs of life. Yeah, you yeah. you get house that in your head and exactly, and then when you have your own house or you've you've kind of settled in for mm-hmm. uh, the duration somewhere, you start to think about that in your yard, and then it's well, how do I do that? Oh, I remember. Yeah, that's that's what I like is the thought that that she'll remember something I told her. Oh, very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Well, Grandma said, <laughs> and we love getting calls like that too. Oh, so for sure. So many of our listeners will share. Yeah, uh, I do love that. Things that they're they learned from their grandparents. Yeah, I love that. Love that. I do. I remember gar- gardening with my grandmother and great grandmother. That's your great grandmother. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in the same household with those people, and and uh, yeah, Neat. being in the the garden with my grandmother and her her mother, my great grandmother. Yeah, that's just that was just a way of life for them. Save her from a whole different 
era. Two generations, three generations ago, you know. So right. it was, uh, they, they both lived through the Depression and um, they had a different perception of gardening. It was uh, grew a, little, a lot of their own food. A little bit of ornamental and a lot of edible, you know. You just did what you had to do. Yeah. And then a lot of canning. Oh, my gosh, yes. Did you learn that from them? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> and in fact, I, I know people think I'm absolutely crazy, but I still have a lot of the canning jars that belong to my great-grandmother. And in fact, I have some That's food wonderful. products that she canned. Yes, and she's been gone um, 50 years, 60 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And they haven't turned green or oh, anything. Oh, no, They're they've turned preserved? the strangest color of... Uh, oh, you just can't. You just can't I just can't throw it, it away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I should open it up and dump it, but it might be really toxic too. You could throw plants away that, that just aren't. They're still alive, but they don't look very well. You can't throw away fifty-year-old preserves. <laughs> Marianne, I love you. <laughs> cherries, cherries from a cherry tree that I climbed all the time. Oh, <laughs> and it was yeah, and my, and great grandma canned them and. No, I just can't. <laughs> I understand. It's that. funny. Well, it is kind of pathetic, but you know, when you, you when you move and you drag them around with you. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's all of the memories that are yeah. associated with that one yeah. little mason jar. Absolutely, yeah. I I when I I have a shelf dedicated just to those, and I see those with the cherries in it that are kind of a strange. Well, it's a lot darker than your coffee cup, which is a nice maroon. Oh. <laughs> They're much, much darker than that. <laughs> like just about like a deep purple, perhaps? Uh, that might be it. That might okay. be close. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, how funny. That's a, we're gardeners, you know. Well, and honestly, that's kind of why I'm tickled about uh shucking and eating the sweet corn oh yeah because it has been so long that i that since i've been able to take something fresh from a garden yep and then and then prepare it like that just and eat just it just yeah. the simple you know shucking it and like you know when when i was smaller and my mom would have me snap beans yeah oh yeah you know. oh gosh we spent i've spent hours with both my grandmothers doing that my great grandma and grandma yeah. that and they just have them in there they always wore aprons yes know? and so they'd be sitting and the beans would be in their lap and yeah, it was like those memories. I hadn't thought about that in a while. I know, and people talk now that you shouldn't play with your food, but that's exactly <laughs> that's what the we like of it, to do. <laughs> we play with our food before we eat it. Did you did you plant tomatoes this year? No, I didn't. Ah. I didn't have success with it two years ago, and uh, and I was still learning my yard because oh sure yeah 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 we just moved into this house right. last summer, uh-huh. uh, so I I haven't really taken on. Anything other the veggie thing, than, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I've had because um, I always try to ask people about how their vegetables are doing, you know. So, um, I it's one way or the other with with tomatoes. People are I, no, I don't have any. Mostly people have a, a great crop of tomatoes. Uh, green peppers, on the other hand, a lot of people are not having uh, much luck with the green peppers this year. Huh. So it's always interesting. Every year is a little bit different, you know. That is. Was it last year that nobody had tomatoes, wasn't it? Yes, it was a rather dry yeah. year for tomatoes. Yeah. That's right. It's interesting. And I can't wait for Steve to start bringing tomatoes in. And he better be doing that soon. He, well, I would hope so. Seems like <laughs> normally he would have already. He said he'd been harvesting. Remember last week he said he'd been harvesting oh, some. Oh, that's right. 
Oh so he's on, he's on notice right now. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, when you're listening to the podcast, don't forget to bring us some tomatoes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, it has been uh, another lovely morning chatting with you, Marianne. Thank you, Tamara. Appreciate it. This has been Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with plant expert Marianne Metz. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer is Blake Landa. Remember, a podcast of this show will be made available later today at WDWS.com. And if you become an Ivy Long member here at Prairie Gardens, you can get an extra 10% off when you shop every Tuesday here, which is a really great deal. I yes, take it advantage is. of a lot. Yes. <laughs> you can always find them online as well at PrairieGardens.com. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your gardening and have a great day.